This is That Means Nothing to Me, a podcast about incredibly specific accomplishments. I am your host, Trey Taylor. Welcome to the episode. episode contains massive spoilers for Disney's Moana. So if you haven't seen Moana, you might get something spoiled for you. But also, the movie's been out for like four years. Go watch it. Also heads up, I'm still a baby and I'm still learning. So I don't know everything about theater education, but I'm getting there. Shannon Motherwell and I'm going into my senior year at UCF studying theater. Uh, My dream is to be a theater teacher and work in theater education and so I am proud of a week-long summer camp lesson plan that I put together for the Orlando Rep. It took me a lot of weeks um, and I'm very proud of it and so I'm gonna talk about it. How did you originally get interested in theater? Yeah, so um, usually when I tell people that I want to be a theater teacher, especially while I'm at school, people are like, oh, that's that's interesting. You usually don't meet a lot of people that have that goal right off the bat. Um, and for me, I basically started doing theater my freshman year of high school and didn't fully get into it until about my junior year. And I knew that I wanted to do theater in college, I knew that I wanted to make a career out of it somehow, but I wasn't exactly sure what that looked like. And initially I was going to try to get my BFA in musical theater because I was like, I want to be an actor and sing and dance and stuff. But um, in my my senior year, my drama teacher uh, reached out to me and asked if I wanted to help assistant direct the fall play. She was like, hey, I think you have a lot of good like directing capabilities you have like a lot of good ideas and I really would love to see you work in this like aspect and like this in this department so I said okay um so I assistant directed a a straight play version of the lion the witch and the wardrobe and I immediately just like fell in love with like directing and kind of taking theater from that approach And what made me specifically want to work with youth was um, the school that I went to was kindergarten through 12th grade. And so we had middle schoolers in the show. And there was this one girl who was in sixth grade and she was so quiet and so shy and literally like did not talk to anyone for the whole, um, pretty much like the whole time that we started rehearsing the show and then like leading into the performances and stuff. And I spent a lot of time with her and helped her out with her parts and just tried my best to like make her feel comfortable with the show and with like the people and everything. And she just like blossomed and started talking to people and like opening up to people and just was looked like she was having fun with what we were doing. And that just really showed me what theater can do for young people and how it can really help bring them out of their shells and like give them confidence and stuff. Yeah, and so from that moment on, I decided that I wanted to be a theater teacher. And it was really weird, 
kind of figuring that out when I was 17 because I was still like a kid and I was like, I want to work with high schoolers when I was like still in high school. So yeah, but here we are. So before I decided that I wanted to study theater in college, I actually wanted to be a nurse. Um, so when I told my mom that I wanted to study theater in college, she, she was a little disappointed at first, but she's good with it now. She's like super proud of me and like sees that I'm like passionate about something. Cause before when I was gonna do nursing, it was just kind of like, I might as well do this. But now I'm doing something that I like. So she's good with it. How did you get connected to Orlando Rep? Or actually, for our listeners who don't know, what is Orlando Rep? Orlando Repertory Theater is a children's theater in Orlando, Florida. Throughout the year and over the summer, they do dozens and dozens of theater classes for kids from like from infants to like high school age. I took a class last fall called Creative Drama. Creative drama is a more process-based way to approach educational theater. Everything that you do is kind of more based on the process of it rather than the product at the end. So we want kids to like develop creative thinking, develop deep listening skills, and to kind of just really enjoy what they're doing and have fun in the moment rather than like focusing on a big performance at the end, which is like what a lot of theater is obviously, is it culminates to performance. But with this, it's more so focused on the skills that they acquire along the way. And the way the Orlando Rep plays in is the Orlando Rep, um, my professor has worked at the theater. UCF's grad program for theater for young audiences does a partnership with the Orlando Rep. So UCF works very close with them. And so this project that I did was in partnership with the Orlando Rep, where basically we had to craft and create a week-long summer camp lesson that could be taught at the Orlando Rep over the summer. And my theme that I got was Moana Maui in me. So it is completely Moana themed. And it's designed for first and second graders who are usually around the ages of six and seven. And so with that partnership for this class, I, me and a group of two other people, it was our final project to come up with this week-long lesson plan for a camp that could potentially be done at the Orlando Rep. And something that I did not know before taking this class was that theater teachers, or most of them, or theater educators or facilitators or anything, you actually have to come up with these like structured, very meticulous lesson plans which is something that completely blew my mind when I found out, so you can't see it, but I have a fat stack of paper right now that is five days outlined to the minute with every single possible detail for this camp that you can think of. Um, and so that was our final project, and uh, we basically just had to take the theme of Moana, Maui, and me with the knowledge that it was for first and second graders and just run with it. That is the, the most instruction that we were given. The Orlando Rep has a very structured, particular way that they do their lesson plans. There's this template that you have to follow. They give you they give you some things to work with. So basically, they gave us a giant vocab list that we had to 
work into each day. So the kids had to learn a number of vocab terms relating to theater and performance and basically anything in that category that we had to incorporate into various parts of the lessons no matter what we were doing. Tell me a little bit about the lesson plan itself. Like, what, what did a typical day look like? So each day starts at 9 a.m. and goes to 2 p.m. And we play games, we do crafts, we do activities, and they're all structured and built around Moana. So within, like, theater education, there's, there's so many resources for games and activities that you can do with the students that you're working with to like build skills or to just like have fun and kind of like learn through theater, like through that regard. Um, and so we took all these games and restructured them so that they would be themed. Everything is themed. Our introductions are themed. Our warm-ups are themed. Our games are themed. Our crafts are like bathroom breaks, everything. Um, we were given certain things that we had to incorporate in this. So we had to do vocab. Um, the kids had to learn three songs and dance moves for them. And so of course we did songs for Moana and the three songs we did were How Far I'll Go, um, You're Welcome and Shiny. Absolute bops. Um, this is my favorite part was coming up with little like dance moves for them. Did you get to come up with the dance moves? I did. And they were very basic because they're for six and seven year olds. So when you're teaching kids dance moves, it's it's literally like a physical manifestation of what the words are. And it's very repetitive so that they, you know, can like remember it and learn it. And I'm I'm sure everyone listening at home is wondering, how do you manage to theme a bathroom break? <laughs> so the theming of the bathroom breaks. Basically, it's when we and keep in mind, we didn't actually like do this camp. This was just essentially like a lesson plan, hypothetically, if we were to do this with kids. Um, and so the way that I would picture it going um, is I'd be like, all right, Voyagers, time to sail away and go to the bathroom. It was something like that. I forgot what we like decided on. Um, but it was like, it was, it would have been like an orchestrated like thing. Like, all right, let's get in the boat and like, let's go do it. Um, I would love to explore that more if I was actually to do this with kids. But yeah, it's, it's a lot in like the language. You just have to use very colorful language for everything. working with kids and kind of taking on this this like role of because you're not only just teaching it's also just creating like that atmosphere and experience for the kids so you want them to feel like they're actually on the island of Montanui when they're doing this and so you always just kind of have to be on and just kind of push yourself into that world of like okay I'm actually in Moana like I am on this island we're on a boat these are my little voyagers 
And so what we, because I worked on this project with two other people, um, which was, which was really, which was really good. And I was kind of surprised at how well it went because neither of them are theater majors or have any like interest or semblance in like working with kids in that regard. So I was very nervous, but they did a really great job with like, they're two very creative individuals and like really helped a lot with this. So it was definitely, I did not do this all on my own. It was a group effort, but when it came down to like the more educational side of it and like the actually making the lesson plan, I kind of spearheaded that. I was like, I'm like a control freak. So I was like, I cannot have anyone else like typing on this thing except me, which I need to work on that. But I have it, it's here, I made it. How did you start working on this lesson plan? What was, what, what was step one for building it? So when we actually got started moving on this, the first thing that we wanted to do was come up with our morning introduction and greeting for the kids. And this is something that you want to keep like as ritualistic as possible. So it's familiar for the kids. So it like has structure. So they know what they're doing when they come into the room each day. So you kind of want to have your morning routine as structured as possible. What we chose to do is from 9 to 9.20, we had welcome to Montanui. Um, each day we would greet the kids by saying, welcome Voyagers. We called them Voyagers. Um, and we would basically just give a little brief introduction of what we're going to be doing on that given day. So for example, the first day it says, welcome Voyagers. This week we will be exploring different islands like Montanui, Lolotai, and Tafiti. We will sail the seas like our friends Moana, Maui, and Hey Hey. So that's the first day. And then as the days go on, it we give like a little introduction of what we will be doing that day. And something that we came up with, which I'm really proud of, is the whole week was like a journey. Like they were traveling. So on the first day, they start at Multanui, which is, if you're not familiar with Moana the movie, that is the island that Moana's from. Um, and then the next day, they go to, sorry, I'm turning my page. The second day, they travel to the island where Maui is. The third day, they go on a quest to find Maui's hook. So they go to Lolotai, which is where, like, the big crab man is. Um... The fourth day, they get to Tafiti to restore the heart of the ocean. And then the last day is was performance day, basically. So it was just kind of a recap of everything. And then they got to do their little songs for their parents and stuff. So we had this like structured journey where each day was themed to where in the story they were. So the first day was very like, it was Montanui based. And then the day that they were at Lolotai, which is the monster treasure place where the classic song shiny is um everything was themed like monsters and like treasure and stuff so that definitely helped us along the way like once we kind of solidified that we were going to have it structured that way it made everything else so much easier because we had an even more like specified way to theme things given the day <laughs> So within the morning ritual, we had warm-ups. The Orlando Rep has this thing that they use called the Actor's Toolbox, which basically 
we have those themed for Moana as well, and their body and voice warm-ups. So the kids can warm up their bodies, do some stretching, and then also do different voice things. And so for the body, we had two warm-ups called Find the Star and Grandma's Dancing. And so for Find the Star, there's this there's this part in the movie when she's like learning how to sail and she has to like follow the stars. And so the kids would take their hand and kind of make an L shape with their hand and like reach up and stretch and they do it with both arms and then at the same time. And then for Grandma's Dancing, it was just, it was the grandma like kind of dancing with the waves a little bit. So it's a little fun dance. And the thing that we tried to do with these two body warm-ups were um, there are two dance moves that the kids will use in the songs. That way they already know it and it's a reference point. So when we were going to teach the songs, we're like, hey everyone, hey Voyagers, find the star. And they know to do that move already. So it just be makes that process a lot easier. And then for the voice warm-ups, um, we have Is Grandma on the Beach, which is a, a weird sentence to say. <laughs> um, and like kind of gets their voice more warmed up, warmed up and it just makes it more fun. You know, and like kids will have like their different takes on it and like how they want to do the voice. So it's very fun. And then so after Is Grandma on the Beach, we would do character impressions. So basically we just have like one line for each character and they had to like embody that. So Moana's was, I am Moana Amatanui. And so we would be like, hey, you're so proud to say this. Like you, you kind of want to give them more like instead of just telling them how to say it. So I would never go to the kids and say, say it like this, I am Moana Amontanui. I would be like, you're, you're Moana, you're proud to be from Montanui. So how would you let us know that you're proud? And so like watching the kids kind of like do a different body stancher, or like put their arms up or something and then kind of change the quality of their voice and the tone was very fun. Um, and it leaves it more creative because if I was just like, hey, say it like this, that's not fun. Who would, who would send their kids to a camp when they were just being like told what to do. That's not the point. You gotta let them be creative. Um, then we have some other characters on here. So we have Maui, Grandma, Tamatoa, Hei Hei, and Pua. And Hei Hei was my favorite because Hei Hei is just the chicken. So you would just like go and like do chicken stuff. Chicken shit. <laughs> Am I allowed to curse? What does being involved in theater and being a teacher, what does it mean to you? So when it comes down to it, my favorite thing about theater is storytelling. And that's essentially all that it is. In, in its like purest form, you are telling a story. And so that's why when kind of taking the approach of structuring the camp as like a journey, it is like a story. It's like the kids are kind of following along with the story each and every single day. So it's just, it was fun to kind of take storytelling being my favorite element of theater and kind of like infiltrating it into this lesson plan. Cause the whole thing's a big old story. I don't know, it's just, theater is the human experience. It exists to represent, represent like life and humanity and pain and happiness and literally like every single possible like emotion and experience under the sun, like it exists to represent that and to retell that. And that's what I love about it.
What's the difference in experience of teaching theater versus actually having a role in the production or, or being an actor? It's obviously like very related because I think you have to know how to do theater to teach theater, but it's definitely different in the sense of like, you're, you're, the, you're in charge. You're like the guiding factor of it, especially when you're working with kids. Um, Cause for me, I, I have like really high standards for myself of what kind of educator that I wanna be. And I'm like nowhere close to that yet. <laughs> um, so I'm still, I'm still learning day by day. Like I don't know everything about like what I'm doing. <laughs> it was definitely, teaching theater is so much more extensive than I ever thought it was. Cause from my perspective, when I was in high school, to me, I was like, oh, you just, you do shows. You just get together, you do auditions, you do a show. But it is literally like so much more than that. It is, it's just, you're teaching these kids like life skills and how to be like compassionate and good listeners and good friends. And you can literally teach anything through theater. And so for me, it's been really eye-opening to look at theater education as education rather than just theater. And so when I look at me teaching one day, I hardly even think about like what shows that I wanna, like musicals and plays that I wanna do with my students. I think about like lesson plans like throughout the day and like what what other things can I teach them? Like what forms of improv, what, what lessons can I do to give them other skills rather than just like singing and dancing and acting. Um, and that's like when, I, I presented this lesson plan to the people at the Orlando Rep, which is somewhere that I greatly would love to work one day. And I actually had an internship that I was supposed to do with them in the fall, but it got canceled because of COVID-19, which is very upsetting, but it's fine. Even when presenting this, I was just like, am I like qualified to do this? Like, I feel like this is so much. And it, it kind of almost feels like very daunting, like putting this much work into something and then like presenting it to people that know what they're doing and that literally curated this structure for you to do and then now you're the one doing it. And it, that was very intimidating, but I think I did a good job. I'm very proud of what I ended with. And now I have like a physical representation of the work that I can do. So when I do go out to try to find like teaching jobs and stuff, I have this for like my portfolio. I feel like that was a lot of different directions, but I feel like the essence of it was still there. <laughs> and what did they think? Yes. Um, so part of the presentation, we had to do a 10 minute long like breakdown explanation of what we did and different choices that we made. And then we had to do a 30 minute excerpt of the, of the lesson. So basically it was, this class was fun because we would have to make lesson plans all the time and then do them, but we were doing them with like college aged people instead of children. And so we would all like act like kids, kind of weird, but it was fun. So they watched me facilitate different games and crafts and the songs with my peers. Um, and I, you still hold the energy as if you were doing it with kids, but it changes the dynamic. It's a whole thing, but they loved it. They really liked all of the theming. They said we went like balls to the wall with theming. Um, we got a lot of constructive criticism, which I love. I love, I love criticism. I really do. That's a side note. <laughs> but they really liked 
the choreography that we did because it was very repetitive. They loved all the theming. They so there's a the term scaffolding, which is you know you're like building upon something, is something that's used in like education a lot because you want to like start with a base idea of something or a base skill and then kind of like continually like work up with that. So you're scaffolding the process and like the education and stuff. And we did a lot of that within the games that we did kind of like built up off one another. Same thing with the warm-ups and stuff. So they complimented me on my scaffolding. But yeah, they said one thing that this is, I don't know if you'll put this in the show, but it's just fun. They said one thing that I've been like using now whenever I do lesson plans or I work with kids. It's and it's um, treating students as experts. Just make the kids, treat them as an equal. Don't, I hate when people talk down to children, especially in a creative space, because it almost makes it seem like, although you are technically the expert as the teacher, you don't want, I, I hate when there's like a, I'm your, your leader, I'm like your elder. It's like, no, I feel like in that kind of space, although I am the facilitator, they are my equal from like a collaborating creativity base. Like I want them to feel as engaged in the process as I am. And I don't want to always seem like I know better than them. Cause I just think that's really discouraging for children. And so yeah, treat kids as experts. It'll make them feel good and confident. So this means something to me because it was my first time putting together such an extensive lesson plan and it was the first thing that I've done that made me feel like, hey, I'll be really good at this one day and I'm very proud of it. To get in touch with Shannon or check out some of the trend-setting fits she rocks on the daily, check out her on Instagram at motherville. It's mother and then two V's and then E-L-L. Because her last name's Motherwell, but the two V's look like a W. That Means Nothing to Me is a podcast hosted by me, Trey Taylor. Audio editing is done on Audacity Suite 2.3.0, and we're recorded on a Yeti Blackout omnidirectional mic. All of our music credits for this episode can be found in the show notes, wherever it is you are listening to this. Special thanks go to Shannon Motherwell, the Orlando rep, and everyone else who I have messaged on Instagram in order to be on the podcast. I'm also not going to stop doing that until you say yes. So. I mentioned it in the previous episode, but our Patreon is up and running. We have our first patrons. People have actually signed up. So if you want to support the show, even with a dollar a month, you can head over there and do just that. Our first patrons are Justin and Shelby Fuente. So thank you so much for your support. I said I would say your name in the credits, and I pronounced it correctly. Uh, We're still working on the formatting, length, and overall vibe of the show, so if you have any questions, comments, or if you just want to let us know what you thought, please feel free to shoot me a message at contact at thatmeansnothing.com. It can also be found on all social media at that means zero, the number zero. Thanks for listening. This is this is you. You're gonna be person B. So I'm gonna say hello. Is Grandma on the beach? And then you do the wave dancing. And you're going to say, what?
And I so I said, I said, is grandma on the beach? And you go, I don't know. Let me go ask my neighbor. And then you would turn to the person okay. next to you and do this. Okay. You got it? Yeah, I got it. Right. Okay, so we're going to do, is grandma on the beach? I'm person A and Trey is person B. Knock, knock, knock. Hello! <laughs> is grandma on the beach? <laughs>